right, I just hit the record button. Uh, <laughs> but welcome, everybody. We are uh, going to get started for our monthly meeting. We have Susanna Summers here, and she's going to be sharing with us. Uh, honestly, I feel like just everything, because everything she's about to share is what I need, but around data and keeping everything like all of our documents, coaching, correct me if I'm wrong, but our coaching documents organized it, organized and all of that with Connect Hub, which is one of her Google, maybe not one of, but her Google Innovator project, correct? Yep. And so I'm not gonna try to pretend like I know everything Susanna knows. I'm gonna pass the mic to her and listen very intently because I need all of this. But thank you all for joining us and the floor is yours. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to share. Um, I am a um, instructional coach slash admin. I'm in one of those uh, hybrid roles. Um, I also like to call myself a professional digital organizer because I am obsessed with organization and more so digital organization because I feel like it's one of those things that just gets ignored because it's not right out in front of us, like sticky notes or things around us. I'm also a Bachelor data fanatic. I watch The Bachelor horrible TV show, um, but I analyze data for it. So that's kind of a project uh, pre-Google Innovator that got me really interested in data um, and became kind of the core of who I am. I love organization and I love data. Um, and through the Google Innovator program, I uh, created a project called connecthub.io. So um, I when I applied to Google Innovator, my problem was all around how might we scale the impact of instructional coaches, which is all of our goals. We want to get to more people and we want to help more people. Um, but between everything that we do in our day-to-day -day jobs, um, it's hard to get to everyone so that we can really spread what's working and improve systems. Um, so the goal of today isn't so much to tell you exactly how to get organized, which we're going to talk about, but it's more about simplifying your life so you can focus more on instructional coaching and instead of email, documents, calendars, and all that jazz. Um, so today we're gonna talk a little bit about how you're losing time, where you're losing it, and then how to get organized in your digital life and then set up sustainable uh, systems that will help you long-term. Um, so a little bit at first about where you're losing time, because I do want to share these quick tips before I show you guys Connect Hub um, to help you guys with your day to day jobs. You're losing time in four different places of your workday. The first are email systems. And Lord, oh, Lord, we are losing a lot of time right now with email, especially if you're an instructional coach or tech coach. Um, NPR puts the national average at 28% of your day is being lost to email. Um, desktop files and management. Um, the worst that we all do is just let it pile up and then have to tackle it all at once. Just let it pile up. We kind of do that sometimes in our day-to-day -day lives too, where we just let the house get really dirty and then wait till Saturday or Sunday to clean it up. Um, and then active brain space. So having scattered files and systems that makes it difficult for you to actually be productive in your day-to-day -day job. And then there's really just no systems for coaches. And this is a big problem that I discovered at the Innovator Academy. Um, teachers, principals, they have student information systems, which helps them be productive. Administrators, they have a system for um, evaluations, which is part of their jobs. But what I found was when it came to scaling what we do, 
we're losing so much time because we have nothing that's been built for us to do our jobs better, to get organized and actually get data on what we do. So a few tips that I'm gonna show you and then we're gonna jump in, email templates. Now we've all probably heard of email templates and Gmail, it used to be called canned responses, but something that you might wanna consider is actually building out master uh, templates in Gmail or Microsoft, whichever one you use, that works in collaboration with whatever resource website you have for teachers. So if you're a tech coach, you might have a website with a ton of um, resources on the different apps that you use. Um, when you update that website, you can update your template responses. So in that way, when you get those repeat emails, you just pull up the, the template and get rid of what you don't need and send the response. So it helps you save time so you don't have to keep typing the same thing over and over and over. My district just rolled out a new app this week on Monday. We started School Wednesday. Um, I've never rolled something out so late and actually gotten access to it myself about 30 minutes before launching it. Um, and having that master template of just the, the, frequent, the frequently asked questions really helped me save time in my email. Um, in the last seven days, I've received 3,000 emails. 3,000. I use emailanalytics.com to actually look at that. And it made me realize like how much time I'm losing in my emails. Next, file management. So I'm going to show you guys my favorite naming convention and how I organize my documents. That's different than what 99% of people do. Um, and then bookmark folders is really utilizing these for active projects and day-to-day -day systems that you need. Um, so email templates. This is what my email template looks like for an app that we use in our district. Um, anybody use Remind for parent communication? Yeah, like wicked confusing to roll out at first, but then people get used to it. And I've had like tons of repeat questions come in so this is one template that I use. So in that way, I don't have to search through a ton of templates. And then whenever I get one of those questions, I just put the template in and I get rid of the rest. So in that way, I don't have to retype or find that link again. Saves me a ton of time. The other thing that I do that sets me up for success around instructional coaching is using bookmark folders. So I have folders that are set up with active projects. So High school wants to develop a student pass system for going to the bathroom, going to the nurse, going to their assistant principal's office. Um, anytime I'm actively working on projects, I bookmark them in my projects folder. So I don't have to go to Google Drive to search for it within folders. I just put it up there so I can just open a new tab and go to it immediately. It helps also with my brain to just have that for easy access. And bonus, if your district doesn't have the setting in the admin console that allows you to search in your URL bar for, for files, by bookmarking them, you can search in the URL bar by the title of it. So it makes it faster for you to get to files. And I go in here probably about once a month-ish, maybe every two months to clean out my bookmark folders. Um, so it's one of those things I don't have to actively keep up with it, but if somebody comes to me like uh, an SEL measuring project with our um, guidance department that they're wanting to do Google Forms, um, I can have it bookmarked there so that as we're working on it together and the meetings come up, I can get to it quickly. Okay, here's my other system that I, I do file management very different than most people. And here's why. Most people do big buckets for their file management. So coaching, meetings, et cetera. And then within each folder, 
Then they have a ton of subfolders to organize it. And then they have another subfolder within a folder to organize it. And what that does that I found is that it requires so many clicks that I don't organize them because I don't want to go into that folder to create the, the file so it's organized. Or whenever I go to hit, right click and hit move in Google Drive, I don't want to click through all of them. Just because I know how many clicks it's going to be, I'm like, I'll do it another day. I'll do it Friday before the weekend. I'll do it Monday to set up my week. I just keep making excuses. So what I do is, oh my gosh, really? How do you do that, Leslie? I want to hear about that because I love data. <laughs> um, but yes, clicks, the number of clicks makes it less likely that somebody's going to use something. So I do a lot of root folders. I max, I think I have about 30. And then within folders, I use naming conventions to get organized. So here's my coaching resources folder. And then here's a snapshot where I use brackets at the front to organize my files. And then for certain things like meetings that are date specific, I'm, I'm consistent with the way that I do my dates. So in that way I can easily pop in there and find meetings, the date, and then the grade level. Or if I go into Google Drive, into the search bar, I can just search meetings grade three and then they'll all pop up and it's really easy to find. Um, so I don't do a whole lot of root folder or like subfolders. What I will do is sometimes I'll archive stuff. So um, within my coaching resources folder, I have an archive folder for all my newsletters. So in that way I can easily go in and find last year and it doesn't clutter my page, but I don't put things into subfolders that I need often. So that's kind of my, my way of getting organized. Now, a little bit about Connect Hub before I jump in, jump in and show you guys through it. Um, essentially, what Connect Hub is, is a student information system, but for coaches. So it's just for coaches. Teachers don't log in. And you essentially have a profile for each teacher that you can go and keep track of meeting notes. You can attach files. Um, you can tag what the meeting was about. So we met about Google Forms or we met about some type of initiative that we're doing in our district. And it all stays on that person's profile. So in that way, whenever I need to go meet with Bruce again, I can just easily pull up his profile and see what we've done. Um, and just by using the organization side, I get data, which is something that we as instructional coaches don't get a lot of. Um, sometimes administrators will look at how teachers are evaluated, but we all know evaluations are really not a really good indicator of how a teacher is doing and how they're growing. And um, this way, what I've done in the past is, and I'm sure y'all have seen it, the Google Forms that you use to keep track of your day-to-day -day work that feeds to a spreadsheet. Anybody else try that? It's such a mess. Cause like, even if you like put it as an icon on your phone so you can use it on the go, it's not easy to use that yourself to go back and find information um, and then get data on it. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and stop sharing this screen. Oh, by the way, when you use it, this is what it then looks like. So just by getting organized, this is the cool data that you get. So how many hours you spend at different buildings or with different departments um, or grade levels, how many hours you spent coaching and how that, if anybody have a Peloton here, how that compares to the previous month, so you can see how you're performing based on previous months. Um, not just hours, though, how many people you got to within your organization. Um, or uh, trending themes, my favorite is the days of the week graph, so I can see what, like, Mondays are really rough days for me. 
but for some reason Tuesdays are always busier and then I'm exhausted by Wednesday. And I can see now, like, because of my data, why Wednesdays are so quiet for me is just because I'm, I'm dead. Like, I'm tired from work on Monday and Tuesday. Um, and then you can also get, uh, by tracking your instructional coaching cycles, a lot of powerful data on how educators are growing because of the instructional coaching cycles and who's participating and who isn't. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing the screen now and then share. Got too many windows open here. There we go. The actual platform. So this is the main dashboard. Um, this is kind of like your hub for quick access where you can get some data on what you're doing. Um, you can easily put in an interaction. So I'm going to meet with a teacher. I can put it in there. I can see what I need to do next. So kind of like a to-do list manager. And then I can just see my recent activity. Now the way this works though, is you upload either by spreadsheet or you can manually upload each teacher um, a list of people that you support and what buildings they're in or just your building. Um, and then you have a database where each teacher has their own dedicated profile. Everybody following so far? I'm watching the chat too, so feel free to pop in if you have any questions. Um, I can also put together groups. So if I meet with a grade two at lunch every week, um, rather than having to type each one of their names every week, I can put together a group so I can just quickly tag them. Um, and then if I go into one of their profiles, I've got a naming mechanism here. Anybody watch, um, let's see, we'll come up here. Cal, Cal L, anybody watch Superman or Supergirl, the series? Got a whole naming mechanism here for superheroes. Um, so let's say I'm going to meet with Cal and we're meeting today at 8 a.m. And we're going to meet for 45 minutes. And we're actually going to do a coaching session. I can keep track of all my notes here. I can tag what we're working on. So let's say we were working on digital assessments and we were using Google Forms, and this is a tagging system that I created based on what we use in our district. And at the end of the meeting, I wanna make sure that I share a resource for him, a Screencastify guide so that he can make a video for his Google Form assessments. Um, I'll put the link there. Um, and let's say he wants a copy of my notes and my links and everything, I can choose to send him an email with those notes and hit save. And when I do that, what it's going to do is it's going to add this interaction to his profile. It's gonna send him an email of all these notes and the link. And now in his profile too, I can see down here that I've shared with him the Screencastify guide. So in that way, if I meet with him in three months, I know he's already seen this. I know he's already, he's, he's already gotten the basics on Screencastify so I can reference it or not accidentally share the same thing with him again. Um, so that's how this page works. The other thing I can do here, um, I can leave myself a task so I don't forget. Um, send a screencastify submit guide. Super cool new feature from screencastify. And I need to make sure I send it to him before Monday because he has to use it on, um, on Monday. And I can put notes here, so that way it goes to my to-do list so I won't forget about it. Um, that's how the tasks feature works. 
And then the coaching cycles is something new that we added earlier this year. This is a system for you to be able to track when you're meeting with teachers long-term. Um, it also, in about a month, we're launching some stuff this weekend, but in a month, you're going to be able to attach these interactions to coaching cycles to get data on the actual meetings that you have during a coaching cycle. Um, but I can come in here and I can say, um, we started a coaching cycle this last Monday, and it's going to be for seven weeks. I can choose a coaching cycle focus, which is totally customizable by each user. So you can choose in here what coaching cycle focuses are. I have professional growth, classroom management, differentiation, and instructional tech. I'm going to say we're working on classroom management for the next seven weeks. I can put in his goals here, anything around what his coaching cycle is going to be around. And then at the bottom, I can rate, and this is a rating scale that I created within my um, account. So it's different for each account, however you want to set up your rating scale. Um, on where he is at the beginning of the coaching cycle. So then that way at the end, I can rate where he was at the end of the coaching cycle. So I'm gonna put here, he's at a developing, which our team defines by different rubrics. And I'm gonna hit save. So now you can see here, I've got an active coaching cycle with him. If you use this within a district, so with multiple coaches, the multi-coach account, you can actually see other coaching cycles that this, this educators had with other coaches too. Um, and at the end of the coaching cycle, I can come in here, put the end date, whenever that was. And then I can say, you know, he was at a developing, now he's really at an emerging and hit save. And now it's listed under his previous coaching cycle since that's done. Um, I see a question in here. Uh, do track interactions with teachers that wouldn't actually, wouldn't be as formal as an actual coaching cycle? Yes. So uh, just any type of interaction you can put up here. Uh, and the theme with this is it has to be flexible to each school and each user. Um, I couldn't create this for how my coaching program is because my coaching program might not be like Devin's. It might not be like Becky's. Um, so everything in here for the most part that you see is really customizable. So I chose coaching session, meeting notes, professional development and observation. You can, um, choose whatever you want for the interaction types. So if you want something a little bit less formal, if you want to just do like you have tool slams every week that you meet with teachers to do tool slams on a different app, you can create that as an interaction type to track it. Um, so I'm going to jump down to here now to show you some of the engagement dashboard. I'm going to jump over to our school one. So this is one that we're constantly improving. A, as I put more data in and I want to see more cool data, but also as people start to use it, they think of different ways that we can extract data from the work that we're doing. Um, so some things that I can do in here are I can look at a specific school over a specific date range. So I can look at... Um, you know, I can come in here and pick through some dates. So let's look at, let's not look at March. Nobody did anything good in March. That was a rough month. Um, I can pick some dates to look through. And as you can see here, I can come in and see how I'm doing. And let's say I'm looking December. Well, I chose some really random dates there, didn't I? Um, let's look last 30 days. There we go. 
let's look May through June, comparing how the end of the school year went compared to the beginning of the shutdown. So let's look March through April. I think I broke it. Let's try that again. Here we go. Just look school year. There we go. Actually let it load. There we go. So I can see how I did um, over the course of time, just a quick chart, how many educators I supported, how many hours I spent at each school, um, what was I primarily doing with my time? So I can look at meetings versus coaching sessions versus professional development. Um, I can zoom in here to see the percentage of educators that I supported in my district. Um, and then I can look at department buy-in. This is one of my favorite ones to sit down with department heads to talk about, you know, who's really participating in instructional coaching and who isn't. Um, I can look at over time how I'm doing. This is my favorite to look at when standardized testing season hits. Any other tech coaches get pulled for tech support? This is my favorite to pull to be like, listen, for the month of April, I don't coach. I just help with testing. And you can see it in the data. You can see that I'm not doing anything. Um, you can see your weekly breakdown and how your days and hours are spent throughout the week. Um, and then you can see trending themes. This one is going to be changing quite a bit next month. But as, as a reminder, when I went to go put in um, that interaction, I chose assessments in Google Forms. This is where you're really going to be able to see how much time you're spending doing what by those themes. And then you can see how many hours you coached. As far as coaching cycles, um, I'm going to choose... Uh, yeah, last school year, here we go. I can see how many coaching cycles I completed and how many are still active. I can see the percentage of educators that participated, how many made growth, which is just one step up on your scale, and then how many made considerable growth, which would be two steps up. And then for this one here, on that rating scale, entry, developing, emerging exceeds, I can see at the beginning of each coaching cycle for classroom management, where were teachers on average at the beginning of their cycles and where were they at the end of their coaching cycles? And then down here, I can just dive into seeing, you know, what's the trends like, you know, sitting down with principals in our monthly or biweekly meetings to talk about instructional coaching. What are teachers choosing instructional coaching cycles on? Are they choosing the initiatives that the building has? Or are they really choosing other things right now? Um, you can see building buy-in. You can see what schools are really buying into coaching cycles over others and then department buy-in. And then the best thing about, about Connect Hub is that it's not only customizable, but now there's also different account types. So not only instructional coaches can use it, but you can add, don't panic, a principal account. So principals can have access to Connect Hub. Now don't panic. They don't see teacher level data. It keeps it totally anonymous. And when they log in, they just see the engagement dashboard. So they can see at their building or at the district level, how are teachers doing, but it keeps that coach to teacher relationship private. And you don't have to use it, but it's a new option so that they can have access to it. Now, as far as customizing it all, 
Um, when I say you can really customize it, I mean like down to the colors because I'm a big colors person too. Has anybody watched the home edit yet on Netflix? And you guys are all here and you haven't seen it yet? Okay, the home edit, it's, okay. They have the most visually appeasing Instagram account. They're professional organizers and they're hilarious first off. But Netflix just gave them a show and they organize like normal people's homes. It's called Get Organized with the Home Edit. Um, but they're all about organizing by rainbow colors because you think about colors, you don't think by function, especially with children. Um, so like something like, I don't know, organizing some famous celebrities home, like um, they did Reese Witherspoon. They did for all of her clothes from different shows she's done. Anyways, watch it. You guys will all love it if you're here. Um, but down to the colors, because some, how you view, visualize your data also should be customizable. Um, so whenever you go to meet with a teacher, you get to choose your interaction type. Again, totally customizable. So if I want to come in here to add um, IT support, because that's all I've been doing for the last three days, um, added an IT support interaction, I can choose a color. So I would choose black because I do not like the color black. And that's how I feel about IT support. Um, so you can choose all of your colors here um, for your dashboard and how those colors come through for what type of interaction. Um, <laughs> I do actually wear a lot of black. I just bought something red because of the Netflix show. You guys are going to watch it. It's really good. <laughs> um, but you can also, for your coaching cycles, uh, you can really customize what those look like. Um, so I'm gonna come down here to customize coaching cycles. And this is where I can choose what the focuses are for coaching cycles. Um, so if you have a different initiative, like racial injustice, for example, you can add that as a coaching cycle focus. Um, and you can add tons of these. So there's no restrictions here. Um, just make sure you know what you want before you put it in there. Um, because when you, you don't want to delete these once you start using them. The other thing you can do is customize your framework and how you're rating them. Um, so I can add another one here. Um, and it's a scale of one to five. So up to five, uh, ratings for whenever you go to, um, rate where a teacher is at an instructional coaching cycle. Um, so that's the base of how it works. I feel like I've been talking straight now for like 15 minutes. So I'm going to jump in the chat or let you guys unmute if you have any questions so far. And Georgina, I wear a ton of black and gray. Also, my boyfriend is like, you need to like wear colors, please. <laughs> um, yes, Pam, there is a cost, but there's a free version. So this is not hosted anywhere. So I actually hired somebody to build this for um, my innovator project because it wasn't something you could just like build out with Google sites or something like that. But I wanted to keep it an appropriate cost because there's nothing more frustrating than like Lexia, for example. I don't know Lexia for reading intervention. It's amazing, but it costs like your newborn child. It's like $98 a kid per year. Like, nobody can, cost, nobody can, can pay for that. Um, so the cost right now is $15 a month for the premium version. We just launched this summer, though, a free version that has like 90% of the features. Um, it's just a few of the data points that aren't there. And we're about to add in coaching cycles to the free version, too. Um, and the main reason there is that 
I understand like districts are in crisis and some people just can't pay for this right now. Um, but the other version is $15 a month. It came down from 30 earlier this year. We're hoping to be able to bring it down a little bit more as more people use it. Um, because this is basically just something I do outside of work. Um, this isn't my job at all. <laughs> so um, I just need to pay for development. So um, hoping to bring it down to an even more affordable price. But right now it's two Boston Starbucks drinks a month. I love Starbucks too. <laughs> and The Bachelor. I guess I am basic by that definition. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, is the price relatable to the Middle East or is that only for America? Like, can we get that down here in Amman, Jordan? Yes, it's used right now in 15 countries. I checked the other day, um, including my home country. I'm Brazilian. Um, but it's, we are, and we're adding more time zones too, as more people start using it. Um, but just shoot me a message too, because I know sometimes those conversion between dollars to other dollars is a little different for, from country to country. So just shoot me a message. Um, school accounts versus district. All of it's a district account. So whenever you create it, you come in to choose how many buildings you have. So if you just have one building, there we go, you just put in one building. Um, and then you can put in multiple buildings so that depending whatever account you have free paid, uh, single coach, multi-coach, you can choose however many buildings that you need. The other thing you can do is cluster your buildings together, which is really helpful if you support like 10 buildings, like in my district where I don't want to have to click through all of our seven elementary schools. Every time I want to look at the data, I can just cluster schools together. Um, so it helps with visualizing them a bit. The other thing we're working on adding right now is Google integration, um, not only for attaching your files from Google Drive, um, but for syncing with your Google Calendar. So you can go back to see when you met with people based on those interactions. And maybe by December, a you can book me kind of feature, but made for coaches because none of those booking platforms really work how we need them to, especially with multi-building people like scheduling between getting between buildings. That's my frustration is like, I can't just put you can book me out there for teachers across my district because if one schedules me on the south side of my city, I need half an hour to get to the other building. Um, so still trying to figure out how we can build that out. I do have a question. Um, if you have, let's say, like I know our district wouldn't necessarily pay for it, but let's say I have an account and I have other coaches that I know that also want to have an account. It would be under the same district, but different schools. Like how, how does that work if it's not necessarily coming from the district, but just individual coaches? So we haven't had that yet. You can pay for it individually. Um, the payment's all through Stripe. Um, so then that way it's secure. Um, but we haven't had people in a multi-coach yet um, pay for it individually. Um, but we do have some unique different, like how some people have set up payments. So I try to make it flexible just because I know, like I've had to pay for stuff out of pocket in districts before. Um, so I know that sometimes you have to like Frankenstein systems to make stuff work. You have to be the guinea pig sometimes to show that it's valuable. So that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. And the free version too is really good for that because you still get a ton of the, the dashboard to be able to show that data. 
Um, we're also making it so you can export as PDF, so you can just send it as an attachment in an email. Um, Tiffany, the current cost is $15 a month for the premium version, um, but that's only for about 10% more features. This year we rolled out the free version. Um, but we're trying to add in some more stuff, so in that way it makes it easier for you to sell it to your district, because even the cost for the district, um, when it's a discounted cost actually per month, if you uh, pay for it by year, um, but it it's really cheap compared to other tools, um, especially compared to student information systems, which those are like crazy expensive for, for districts. Um, and what a lot of principals end up finding is that this is shows the return on investment um, on your job. You know, they're paying for you guys to come in to be the experts in growing educators and actually having data on that to support and fight for your jobs whenever it comes to budgeting with school committee or however your districts run. Um, it's really useful to them to be able to show that, hey, you know, this school year we used Connect Hub with our instructional coaches. And you can see from the data that at the beginning of the school year, when we were remote, this is what teachers were needing. And when we went back to hybrid, this is what our teachers were really working on with instructional coaching. Um, or even down to looking at what apps you're buying. Um, so if an instructional coaching team, um, like tech coaches, are you know really supporting certain apps and other apps aren't being used so much by teachers, that's also a really valuable tool for tech directors to look at. Um, I can find a thousand ways to use data. But I think most relevant for us to working on the Google Certified Coach program is actually getting that data and be able to meet with your principals every month to really have those checks of like, all right, here's what we were going to do this month. And we talked about last month. Here's what teachers actually needed. And here's where they were at the beginning of the month and, you know, where they grew by the end of the month. Or you set these initiatives for the school this year and here's what teachers are actually wanting to work on. How can we find a middle ground? Or my favorite is I can't get in with the science department, the math department. And you can see that in my data. How can you connect me to them? Are you doing walkthroughs with math department this month? Great, can I come too? You know, those types of conversations, having that data really helps there. Any other questions so far? So, Susanna, like when I see some of your to-do tasks and stuff and I see some dates and stuff in there, does any of that tie into the calendar? Not yet, but it's going to. So right now, one of my biggest peeves with Google is how this is one of my big things, too, is that it just doesn't all tie together in one view. And that's what I want here on this dashboard. What the calendar is going to do is it's going to pull in your interactions. It's going to pull in your to-dos as an all-day task and how we're building it right now. Um, we also have a beta testers group that we're going to start sending some stuff out to for them to look at and give us feedback before we actually build it. Um, but pulling that together in terms of being able to look at, you know, what you've done and then pulling in the, the scheduling features. And that way teachers can't schedule times on top of each other. Um, and then you can go back in to look at uh, this is the one thing that we're struggling to build right now is looking when you had something scheduled and missing an interaction for that teacher to make sure that you did take notes on that interaction. Okay. 
I'm just calendar driven. And, and I also have started using the book me feature just for them to do zoom sessions since, you know, we can't be in person. Yeah. That's the goal right now. Um, we're working on that API so it can work the way that we want because we don't want the all day task that would be your to do to interfere with booking. And that's where we're getting stuck right now. Um, but we're trying to see how that can all work together. Thank you. Sharon, yes, the levels of teacher proficiency and how we develop the rubric. So what we use in our district is around evaluations, but we've kind of pulled the way that they do the rating scale. And then as a team, we wrote for the different coaching cycle focuses. So classroom management, um, instructional tech, differentiation. What we did as a team is we sat down and we said, what does entry look like for classroom management? Um, and we defined it as a team to make sure that we were being consistent in how we were rating teachers with this. Um, so it varies a little bit district to district, but what I've actually found a lot of success in is just Googling these rubrics and pulling some language from them to figure out where we need to go uh, or start, and then we take it from there. Yes, calendar wrangler. Um, so whenever you go to put in an interaction, in your recent activity here, there's an action phrase. So Susanna Summers added a coaching session to this person. So whenever you go to create an interaction type, I come in here, delete my example one. You guys have an interaction type idea? Throw it in the chat. Yeah, I was looking at the IT support one and I was like, I don't, I, my brain wasn't connecting the two. So that's what yeah. I was looking at. So Susanna added, um, I'm trying to not be too, too negative Nancy about this. <laughs> I get so frustrated whenever people ask me to fix a printer. I'm like, I should fix this printer because it's getting in the way of their instruction right at this moment, but I don't want to do an IT support. Um, so added, um, I guess I could do performed IT support. Um, and then I can pick the color too here. And if you have hex colors that you prefer using, you can just paste those in. So now if I come in to my dashboard, there we go. And let's say I met yesterday for five minutes because I was actually supposed to be with the grade two team, but they just wanted IT support. Um, this would probably be one that I would not send a copy to them. <laughs> now, if I come down here, there we go, performed IT support. Let's see. Do teachers see this as well or will or they will only see what you want them to see? They will always only see what you want them to see. So they don't have logins for this. But if I click off that little box down here, when I go to send a copy to them, it sends them an email and CCs myself on the email with any of the notes and the tags and the links. 
Um, so make sure that your action phrase is not too negative, Nancy, because they will see that just that, but it's only whenever you check it off. But yeah, the other thing too, um, as you guys dive in, um, you can always request a feature down here at the bottom. Um, so if you click this, it just sends you to a box where you can fill this out. Um, we also have a roadmap that I wanted to show you guys. Pull that up. So anything and everything that we are working on is available here. So you can see what's launched already, what is coming up in the fall update, and what's in progress, what's planned, and what's under review. Um, so as soon as you guys submit those, we look at them and then we put them on here for um, where we think we might be able to make them work. Thank you so much. I see some people are popping out. Thanks for coming by. And that's it. Can you copy the Padlet? Um, I can certainly look at turning on that feature. I don't know if that's on right now. Georgina, did you change your hair color, by the way? Your hair looks great. Have I really not seen you in that long? Um, oh, go ahead. I think it's I think it's the new setup. I'm using my 4K GoPro for video, so it may be adding extra shine or red. I don't know. <laughs> you can use your GoPro as a camera, like for your computer. Oh. Only the eight. It's an update that just came out on the 27th of August. It has a desktop um, feature, so it acts, it acts as a camera. For the other models lower than the eight, you need to have um, a card. I don't remember what the card is called, but yeah. So eight and above, you can just connect it to your laptop and it streams directly. I might need to get it. But I'll take the compliment. Thank you. Love it. Can I just say how amazing this is? And I'm probably going to spend my whole weekend adding in everything that's happened since the start of the school year. So oh. thank you. Because I, I will say I signed up initially like the minute uh, Steph Rothstein shared Connect Hub IO. I was like, okay, I'll sign up. And then I looked and I was like, I don't have time to learn this right now. Um, and that's really kind of how the idea of bringing you on to show us how to do it. it <laughs> this was much faster than me guessing. Um, but yeah, this is really nice. Thank you so much. The other thing too, as you guys are getting started, um, if you already have kind of like a spreadsheet that you were tracking your interactions, you can upload those. Um, and if you signed up like a month ago and need to re-up the trial, just shoot me a message. I can extend those. Um, but you can import them from a spreadsheet so you can just mass upload them to teachers um, after you've uploaded your teachers to the database already. But thank you so much for the feedback, y'all. And really like this, the only reason that this has been able to happen is because of these communities that come out of like the GEGs and through the innovator program and the feedback. Um, as you guys know, when you spend so much time in something that you're passionate about, it can be tough to see beyond it. And I thrive on the feedback that I get from this in ways that we can improve it um, for you guys, but also selfishly. I love using this myself uh, every day. So 
the feedback that y'all give is so helpful. Um, so if you have any ideas or ways that we can improve it, just let me know. And thank you for coming, y'all. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Susana. I have one. Yes, Susana, do you speak Portuguese? Eu falo, você fala português. Ai, graças a Deus. <laughs> My parents are actually from, both are from Brazil. Um, and most people here look at me and they're like, you don't look Brazilian. I'm like, I am. <laughs> Que bom, porque eu vejo, eu vejo os meetings duas vezes, agora tentando entender o que está acontecendo e depois eu vejo com a legenda para ver se eu entendi tudo, estou tendo que aprender inglês na marra e eu estou okay. amando esse grupo. Yeah, and we can stay on later too if you want to talk. Ok. I have a question if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so... I'm going to use this in my work domain for obviously the coaching that I do with work, but I also do coaching as a GEG leader and mentor. And I'm wondering if I can also have an account on my personal one or are you only allowing one? No, you can come up with as many as you want. Okay. Well, not that I'm searching for many. It's a lot of work, but yeah, two would be appreciated. So yeah. um, it doesn't matter the email address, right? Like it'll come through. Yep. Just shoot me an email and we can talk more too. Cool. Thank you. Stop sharing. All right. Thank you so much. This was seriously awesome. I'm going to stop recording unless there's any last uh, questions that you want recorded. I'm not hearing any, so I'm going to stop the recording.